0: And we do get better at it as we continue to grow and become more and more mature in, in Christ. And so there's, there's several passages I, I could um, have chosen today uh, on the nature of forgiveness. But I, I picked the one with, uh, with Peter that we all know pretty well here. And this is from Matthew uh, chapter 18, starting with uh, verse 21 here. So then Peter came and he said to Jesus, Lord, if, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? And Jesus said to him, <clears throat> not seven times, but I tell you, seven times, 70 times. And this is uh, the word of God for um, each and every one of us here today. Uh, amen. And just great words to to live by on uh, how often we should forgive. And this applies whether we're avid about God and following Christ or not. We, um, if we want to survive and live well, we certainly need to, to forgive and to be gentle with ourselves and others as we uh, struggle with with that as well. So as we take some time just to, to pray and to reflect on the nature of forgiveness, uh, I just wanted to ask the question is, what is forgiveness? there's lots of different definitions for it and why do we struggle to forgive so so what is forgiveness how do you um, wrap your mind or your heart around that and uh, why do we often struggle to forgive so let's take just a a few moments here to pray and to reflect on that let us pray well uh just asking all of you uh, like i say there's lots of different parts uh, to forgiveness um so, what is forgiveness, and, and uh, why do we uh, struggle quite often to forgive? So, any uh, thoughts or comments on that? <clears throat> um, thank you for all your your comments, and um, yeah, forgiveness is just such a beautiful thing, and uh, <clears throat> it's a, a very powerful word. It's life giving. It's healing, and it's it's. The way that we can move forward, not only as in, as individuals, but as a community and as a nation. And now in, um, in his book, he talks about how we need solitude. <clears throat> we need that one-on-one time with God. And from solitude, we move into community because we need uh, people. We need uh, people that can love and, and care for us and support us. And, and we need to do that with others as well because we are created for relationship and in any relationship or any community that we are a part of and we start relying on one another and it's kind of a paradox because then we start expecting more from one another and then quite often those expectations aren't met and that's when we tend to get resentful where people resent us because we can no longer meet their expectations as well. And that's where the healing and the forgiveness takes place, needs to take place, I should say. <clears throat> and I was very fortunate when I was growing up. I remember my, my parents were, were pretty well there all the time, just at every parent teacher conference, the games, uh, things that were a part that I was a part of in the school, they were there. And I, could count on them being there but could they meet all of my needs there and I can remember um just a week ago matter of fact I I was um outside the church and a, a kid came by and I was just talking to him about his school year and the activities he was a part of and he's playing a few sports and uh so we had this really great conversation and he, and he said uh He says, Craig, he goes, I get a couple tickets to all the games this year. He says, do you want them? And he goes, I don't know who I can possibly give these tickets to. He didn't know who to give them to that, who would show up. And my heart just broke for him that he couldn't think of two people to give those tickets to. And I, and I, and I said to him, uh, I said, I'd love to have those tickets, and, and I want to see you play and, and support you and everything. And I said, but that particular weekend, I said, I'm going to be gone. I'm officiating at a, a wedding that time, and I won't be able to be there. And I could just see the, the sadness there in his eyes. So forgiveness. Now I'm asked a question, what is Forgiveness. And in his entire book, I think this was probably one of the most profound things for me that that I've read really in quite some time. And if you got the book, just read these two pages on forgiveness over and over again. He says, forgiveness is to allow the other person and ourselves not to be God. Forgiveness is to allow ourselves and the other person not to be God. To realize that we're not perfect, that we can't meet everyone's needs or someone's, all their needs, that we're going to fall short sometimes. Forgiveness says, I know you love me, but I realize you can't be there for me all the time. That you're a human being, that you're not God. I know you can't meet all of my needs, that you cannot always show up for me in every area of my life so forgiveness we accept we forgive ourselves and we forgive one another for not being God forgiveness says you do not have to love me unconditionally because no human being can do that and I've never heard that forgiveness says you do not have to love me unconditionally because no human being can do that. And only God can fill that void in our lives, day in and day out. We have to forgive people and ourselves for not being perfect. We have to forgive ourselves for not being God. Because sometimes we're simply going to say the wrong things. We may make a a poor choice We may not listen to someone completely. We may fail to show up fully. And so we have to forgive ourselves and others just for not being God, for not being perfect. And Henry Allen says it's a really hard discipline to forgive other people for being able to give us just a little bit of love. They might be giving us everything they can possibly give us, and it's just a little love. And now it says it's also a hard discipline to keep asking others for forgiveness because we can only give them a little love. It's all we have. And so forgiveness is such a a dynamic word and such a, a healing word. And it's hard to admit that we can love someone, but that we can't fix everything for them. We can't make everything right for them. But it's also the paradox. Because once we can accept that someone is not perfect, and we can let that go, that they're not perfect, then we're able to fully receive the gifts that they do offer. And we can cherish those gifts and have gratitude for the love, for the gifts that they are able to share with us. Our friends, our, our spouse, maybe they don't tell us they love us enough or, or they don't show that love quite enough. But when we, we can accept that they are doing what they can do, then we're able to appreciate those times they are able to love, whether it's just making a meal for us, offering us a card or kind words they may share with us. I was thinking this morning, maybe they clean the snow off the sidewalks and uh, off our car. And when we can accept that the other person is not God, then we're free to accept the love and the gifts that they do offer. Now, it says forgiveness is what makes a marriage, a friendship, a church, or any community go, and that our communities and relationships cannot continue and be healthy without that gift or that discipline of forgiveness. So I'd like to ask all of all of us, as well as myself here today, is forgiveness a discipline that we practice? Are we making a commitment to practice? forgiveness? Is it a priority in our lives and in our community? Is forgiveness part of our national narrative? How often do we hear that in our narrative? The need to forgive. And so Peter, he asked Jesus, and I'll just paraphrase his words here. If I get offended, I go, I get offended quite a bit, Jesus. How many times should I forgive someone Two, three, four, seven times, Jesus? That's pretty good, don't you think? And Jesus responds, not seven times, Peter, but seven times 70. And as Bob was saying, that's really not enough. What he's saying is, it's infinity. (laughs) We just continue to forgive again and again and again. It's an ongoing process. Forgiveness is what Jesus does. The disciples, including Peter and the thief on the cross, the younger son and the elder son, the woman at the well, the disciples are continually just fighting with each other about who's the best and who does Jesus love the most. And Jesus just continues to forgive. To let go. And also should mention that when we forgive, it doesn't mean we excuse or we're no longer accountable but we let go of the pain, the anger, and we let the wound heal. And why does Jesus forgive? Why do we need to forgive? And Rohr says, forgiveness is the only way to free ourselves from the entrapment of the past. Some of you mentioned we just get into this cycle of revenge and needing to be right and violence, it's the only way we can get out of that cycle is to forgive. Without forgiveness, we just keep repeating the same patterns, the same illusions, and the same half-truths. Without forgiveness, we just keep reliving the same old hurts and pains and reopening that wound over and over and over again. And I know uh, Jennifer and I, uh, when we get into some heated discussions We might be talking about, and we've done this many times, we might be talking about something like cleaning the house and who's supposed to do what. And before we know it, we're talking about something and arguing about something that happened 25 years ago. Why? Because we haven't forgiven one another. We haven't forgiven ourselves. We haven't let go of that wrong we just repeat in some ways the same argument over and over again and as part of that maturation process of learning to forgive to forgive is to let go and to let god to trust god to let go of our pain that need to be right to forgive is to let that wound that cannot heal to let it heal And it takes time and we need uh, forgiveness on an individual level and we need it on a national, global and cosmic level as well. I actually think when we look at the divisions in our country, we need a truth and reconciling commission (laughs) because we can't just talk about unity without going through forgiveness. And we need to have an honest conversation about what we have done well. We need to have honest conversations about race and and this hatred and white supremacy. We need to talk about these things and own it. And then we need to have that truth and forgiveness and reconciliation. Roar says, nothing new happens without forgiveness. We can't go forward. We can't let go. Nothing new happens without Forgiveness. We just keep repeating these old patterns and we stay in that continuous cycle of of revenge. And Desmond Tutu, I would consider him one of these gurus on forgiveness growing up in South Africa and being so part of the the healing uh, of the ongoing healing, I should say, of the nation with the sins of of, uh, systemic racism and apartheid. And so he speaks from experience, someone who who lives it. And Tutu says, forgiveness is nothing less than the way that we heal the world. Forgiveness is nothing less than the way we heal the world. We heal the world by healing each other in every one of our hearts. And the process is simple, but it is not easy. And it takes a lot of time to forgive and to be healed from our our wounds, the ones we have perpetuated and the sins that have been committed against us as well. But true spirit-led forgiveness always frees and heals at least one of the parties involved and hopefully both of the parties. So where should we start? Where should we start with all the forgiveness in our worlds that needs to take place? I think it's important that we acknowledge our our pain and our resentments and maybe write it down on a sheet of paper or maybe speak it out loud in a prayer. And I would suggest that we start with ourselves and and instead of maybe starting off with a a 10, (laughs) that might take several years. Maybe start with a two or three on those scales of things, of offenses that we have, the resentments we have. Start with something a little bit easier and just let those things fall by the wayside. Let go and let God. Forgiveness is simple, but it is not easy. But it does heal us and liberates us. It sets us free. We forgive ourselves and others for not being perfect, for not being God. It frees us from the past. And it allows our communities to heal and also to flourish. So my prayer for, for myself and all of us here today is that we may learn to forgive as Christ forgives us. And it truly is the answer. It is the way forward. Amen.